And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. I am your host, Raider Hart, and we have kind of a special uh, episode here today. It's it's uh, Obviously, there's no... We would normally be preparing for the next Raider game, but since the season is over, what we thought we would do is, uh, before we take a little hiatus here and recharge our batteries a bit, um, getting ready for a real... Um, could be a potentially rocky off season. It could be very exciting as well. But what we're going to do here to send off season three of the show is just kind of a sort of extended version of, of our mailbag segment, Ask Raspy. We're going to have an extra question or two tacked on. Obviously, these questions took much more of an off season flavor to them because there's really no, you know, there's no context left left for this regular season to really ask many questions about uh there are a few lingering things that need to be cleaned up but before we get into anything here guys and send you guys off to the off season for a minute uh just want to again remind you guys where you can find us on social media raider twitter is a great place at silver underscore hack um facebook you can reach us there as well um and also guys for anybody that that uh you know wants to know where to find us as far as the the actual recordings go um, you can find us anywhere and make sure to tell anybody that you know that's a Raider fan. They can find us anywhere that you get your podcast at currently. So we're very easy to find. Like, share, download, sub- subscribe, all that good stuff, guys. Um, so all that stuff is still very much, uh, very much valid. So keep your notifications on, too, just in case some late breaking stuff. We don't know when these these other shoes are going to drop, right, with the Raiders, with the Derek Carr news. Um, potential hirings, firings, anything like that. Free agency is a little bit uh, d- further down the road, but don't want to miss anything uh, in the meantime with this late breaking off schedule that we have um, coming for the off season. But with that now in the books, guys, we do have some off season related questions here to go over. I want to bring in uh, Raspy Raider here. Uh, Raspy, Got some questions here. People are already starting to kind of turn their their minds and attentions forward into the offseason a little bit. No doubt, man. That's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I, I, mean, we're, I mean, I think we're there as well. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a sad conclusion to the end of this season, but uh, a lot, a lot to come. There's no doubt. Like you said, man, it could be some rocky roads. Could be uh, – a lot of just craziness yet to come, but we're going to be here ready to bring it to you, man. Silver and black hack. Let's go, baby. Let's get into it. Yeah. Just so much uncertainty for the Raiders coming up here in the next coming weeks and months, really years, you know, because just there's just really nothing but question marks when you try to forecast forward for this organization really been nothing but question marks in the past too you know it's just been a really strange you know since the a lot of people try to there's this really weird thing in Raider Nation that I've seen over the last couple years especially from a lot of car supporters and I see this a lot because I used to be counted amongst you know amongst that group where it's a lot of people trying to poo-poo and and sort of downplay or piss away the Rich Gannon led Raiders era as if that was just some blip on the radar. And it's really been since, you know, the, the eighties or whatever, since we were really, I don't count that. I think that that 2002 team really, it really that whole 2000 through 2002 run was basically the only thing that Raider, the Raider organization has put forth in, in the last 40 years. So it's, you know, this is the, there's just been nothing but question marks over the last 20 years. Damian Scott starts us off here with a question that I saw 
a lot of repeats, honestly, with this crop of questions, because there's, you know, so many different questions focused in the same areas here going forward with the Raiders. But Damian Scott has a pretty common question this week, and it's fair enough, I think. Why would the Raiders not draft a quarterback this year if they get TB12, Tom Brady? He's 45, and Stiddy is not the long-term man at quarterback. Would be stupid not to go quarterback in round one. Raspy, we both said that if they do bring back Stidham and then go out and reach out and go grab a guy like Brady, we didn't think that they would draft a quarterback there. But that's kind of – I mean, he's he's saying that that would be a mistake. I don't necessarily disagree with him, but that's not what we were saying, right, Raspy? No, not exactly, man. But uh, but I can see the concern, though, too. I mean, it, it, so much is predicated off of what happens in this, you know, playoff push for those teams that are still in it because, unfortunately for us, you know, TB12 is still in that push, man. And until the Cowboys say he's not, that's going to be on the table. I mean – it's definitely apparent that that's something that, you know, Breer and Bossignor have, have said that that's a legitimate possibility. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Damien, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying there, you know, overall. I, if, if I were running the Raiders, I would be all about drafting the quarterback now. Um, but we we're, we just say that because we know how NFL teams tend to operate. How often do you see a team triple or quadruple down at, at you know significant resources at one position, also full well knowing that one or two of those investments won't see the guaranteed probably won't see the field for the whole year, or maybe two. So it's just that I agree. I think that they should draft a quarterback because I, Tom is 45 and he wasn't exactly, he was, you know, he didn't exactly look 35 this last year. So I, I, I do tend to agree with that. I do think, it, I, I agree with you basically. I do think it would be a mistake not to, not to draft a quarterback this season. I mean, but I don't know that we're taking into account, Damien, that I'm not sure that Mark Davis is, has all the same motivations let's say than what we do as fans right raspy with, with this whole tom brady situation so true and and it looks like i mean let's face it man tom brady has pretty much written off his marriage a lot of the family life and everything to play this game so do we truly feel because i myself i'm with I'm with you and i'm with heart as far as going in and drafting a young guy to be the future of this franchise, you know, a guy like Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis kind of situation. But if you bring in Brady, he does not want to let go. You bring him in and it, and it becomes a Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers situation where they went and drafted a quarterback thinking that Aaron Rodgers would either retire or maybe move on. And here he is still, and you spent that number one pick on a quarterback who still has yet to see the field, you know? So do you do that and waste a pick when you need all this help on defense if you go get a guy like Tom Brady? So, and that's another thing. If you go get Tom Brady, when is he done? Because it looks like he just wants to continue to play year after year. So it's one of those, like, the swing of the pendulum, man, what do you do? You know, I don't know. That's a tough, it's a tough call, Damien. That's a really, really tough call because I guess it all depends on what the situation is, what the contract is, what, you know, what we break down on paper as to if we bring Brady in here, what kind of deal do you bring him in here with? You know, a two-year deal? Because I don't think a one-year Prove it deal is going to be anything he's interested in, period, because of who he is and what he's done. So you go draft a quarterback and you say, oh, well, he can learn under Tom Brady, one of the best to ever do it, if not the best to ever do it. But does he ever see the field? And by the time he does, is it too late? 
I mean, because Hart and I've had this conversation and, and Hart brought it to me, man. Like basically in the past, you know, four, six, eight, ten years, these quarterbacks that you draft early in the first round, they're ready to play, man. So yeah, you start to just really get on that teeter-totter where you don't know which way it's going to go. So this is a tough one for me, man. I have a hard time answering because I agree. I feel like even if you did bring in Tom Brady, I don't think bringing in a young quarterback would be a horrible idea. But if he's just going to sit there for two or three years on the shelf, then what the, what's the point of doing that? Because you just brought up something here, Raspy, that I think <clears> – <throat> Because, you know, Damien, we can't really answer that question without being a member of the Raiders organization ourselves to tell you, okay, this is why, okay, number one, we're not drafting quarterback, and these are our reasons why we're not doing that this year. Obviously, nobody, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly, and, and you know, McDaniels, they're not going to disclose that information. No team discloses that information before the draft. But th that's why they wouldn't do it. And, and Raspy brings up another point that I didn't think of until he just sort of triggered that in my mind is the Jordan Love rule. So you draft a young quarterback, a talented, obviously a talented quarterback, or else you wouldn't be spending a, an early first-round pick on him. Say Brady, he just brought up a good point. He's going to probably want at least a two-year deal. You can Now you can do a two-year deal and structure it to be a one-year deal effectively, but he's going to want a two-year deal this guy has no in inclinations to want to retire, apparently. So say that you bring in Brady for two years and you draft a quarterback this same draft, this upcoming draft. Well, now you've just erased two years minimum off of his, his experience window. And now his rookie contract is ticking and you have two less years to evaluate whether this guy's the guy. And so you're, now you're... Look at the Packers. They're back against the wall with Jordan Love now. It's like how many years do they have to evaluate him before they're going to even have to re-sign him or let him go, Raspy? That's the thing, man. Next thing you know, man, you're you're dealing with a fifth-year option. What do we do? I don't like it. I don't like I don't like that at all. This is I did not expect this. Did not, you know, I guess maybe I'm naive, but I didn't I didn't see this coming. I really I mean we saw this coming a few years back when Tampa, you know, grabbed Tom. And I would have been all for it at that time. I don't know how much I'm all for that anymore. I mean, ultimately, man, Father Time will catch up. He's undefeated. He will catch up. I get it that Tom seems to be breaking down walls that we've never seen before. And there's unprecedented times with, you know, how he – approaches football but it's sketchy man this is sketchy and like you said i mean did they're what are they two years removed from a, a year or two removed from having to figure out his fifth year option in green bay so they just wasted a first round pick yet again the same team who has said we haven't drafted any you know, top-tier position players to help Aaron Rodgers out, and then the one time they go do it, it's a quarterback, and he's just been sitting, riding the pine behind one of the best to ever do it because he refuses to retire. That's a sketchy, sketchy place to be, man. I don't know if I want to swim in those waters. Because just think, Raspy, we've been watching football for, you know, combined decades, and we've seen – we, we don't just watch the Raiders. We only root for the Raiders, but we watch all NFL teams. We've seen all, not all eras, but we've seen several different eras of NFL football come and go in their entirety. So I think, I think we're, we're, we have enough football watching experience to say how many quarterbacks, because the more I think about it, I don't like drafting a, an, a, an early round quarterback and having him sit for more than one season. How many quarterbacks, Raspy, can you think of that turned out to be Pro Bowl franchise legitimate starters with, you know, multiple years of a tenure with, with the team that drafted him when they had to sit for more than just the, at most just one year? How many two-year on-the-bench guys came in after two years on the bench and became Steve Young? Like, well, he's the only one I can think of. Most of them are thrust in there from the jump. Right. I mean, even, even Mahomes – I mean, he was – he still played – I think he played that last game against Denver his rookie year, and he put everybody on notice and basically 
kind of slammed the door shut on Alex Smith that last game of, of his rookie year. So you, you don't see it a lot, man. These guys come in, they play early, they play often. So, you know, do you go and sit a guy like Richardson or Levis or, you know, who knows who might fall, you know? I mean, I don't know, man. It's like I said, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. So if you, if you, if you do decide to bring, you know, TB12 in here, uh, you might as well just go draft on defense and try to get the best player available and continue to try to build, you know, your infrastructure defense first. So, like I said, a lot of that's predicated on, on what transpires in these playoffs in the next, you know, month or so. We're going to find out, but it's dicey, to say the least. Yeah, because if they – if if they don't bring in Brady, I think that's the only scenario where a quarterback is off the table in round one. I don't think Jimmy G or some of these other guys, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Raiders, but I don't think Jimmy G or some of the other lesser names are going to be enough to persuade the Raiders from going quarterback. I think Brady is the guy that would do that. And if that happens, the Raiders need impact from their first round picks for the first time. And I mean, we just don't get that. And we'd be essentially punting on that again for the next season if we drafted a quarterback behind Brady. So and behind Stiddy. Going five years deep in our first round drafts is one of the most sickening things you can ever do. I mean, outside of Josh Jacobs, man, let's be honest, every other first round pick is no longer even on our squad. And even the ones like rugs that were going to be good are still not there. Yeah, it's just been a, a just a disaster. They've either been a bust or did something criminal yeah, or stupid. Have found their way, have found their way out of the league, you know, due to miscues on their parts. So, I mean, if there's ever a year to figure out to try to buck this trend of first-round flops, this is it. So, I mean, I'm I'm at kind of a loss at this point, Damien. I I know I'm not re- I'm not really answering your question. I think Hart answered it better than I did, but. It it all depends. And and thankfully, thankfully, we will know that situation before the draft appears. So hopefully we can approach that accordingly. But as of right now, tough to give an answer on that one because we don't know who's gonna be under center next, you know, next season at this point. Right, and that's to wrap it up, that's why we said only if Brady goes to the Raiders are we saying that they probably don't go quarterback. Any Again, any other scenario, we don't – I think they will go quarterback if it's anything other than that. But Me Damien, uh, yeah, we, we both – that's a consensus here. We both feel that way. But Damien, um, that you're not, you're not wrong. A lot of us are thinking the same – Thing and we're not saying that it makes sense. We're just saying that this is how teams tend to operate. So that's why we we lean that way. But appreciate the question. Absolutely. Next up is Mikkel Young. Very simple question. Now this is very this is an opposite to the kind of the you know the question we just got in a way, but. Mikhail Young is assuming that we are going quarterback no matter what happens here because his question is simply. C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? Well, Mikel, as much as I love both these young quarterbacks, it doesn't matter because neither one of them are going to be on our team. They're both going to be gone within the top four. I just – I already see that. I pretty much know that, and I don't think I'm surprising anybody by saying that. The Texans are going a quarterback. Unless for some – crazy reason they decided to take a flyer on the guy we just dismissed and benched out of those the Colts and the Texans it sounds like the Colts it's like a foregone conclusion that they're taking a quarterback they're not doing retreads they did it with Rivers they did it with Ryan it did not work out they are in position now to kind of change the face of the franchise I think that they're going to go I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud will be gone you know, I say long before, but I'm meaning, you know, top four, few picks before we even get an opportunity. I do not think – I tell you right now, Mikael, if either one of those guys are on the board when we pick, I don't care who our quarterback is. You better take one of them. But I just don't think that's even an option. I think we're more left in uh, Will Levis, Richardson, Hooker type 
situation. I, I don't think those two are even close to being on the board. I mean, hell, Chicago's talking, you know, you hear murmurs out of there where they might decide to try to move on. I don't think they'll do that. But even without them, I just don't think Young or Stroud are even in the stratosphere when we pick at, what, seven? But which one do you like better? Say that it, you're just the GM of some of the commanders or something. Oh, if it were me, if it were me, um, and what I saw. I don't know that that's what he's asking, but I'm just, yeah. just so we cover no, no, all the bases. Just, uh, hypotheticals coming from you to me, if it were me, man, I would have said up until that playoff appearance, I would have said Bryce Young. I changed my mind, man. C.J. Stroud did some things against Georgia, and after what the hell they did to TCU, I'd go C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry, man. The ceiling is too high for that kid. I would go C.J. Stroud all day long. Yeah, I tend to agree that neither one of those guys is going to be there when the Raiders pick, although the more you hear anonymous NFL scouts and you, you – Take it for what it's worth when you get anonymous, you know, voices. It could mean that they have an axe to grind or it could mean you're getting the unfiltered truth and they don't want to be on the record giving away the the real the real deal. So it can go either way. I've heard a lot or I've read a lot of NFL anonymous scouts basically say that they're concerned about Bryce Young's size. In in a roundabout way. I remember one, the the last one I read said something about you know, you can take Richardson, Levis, you know, Stroud, all, you know, all the other top rated quarterbacks. They're like, you know, in any one of those guys, you can just pick any, any of those other names at random and you can find examples of other top flight quarterbacks that have tools or physical gifts that are similar to what they have. Like you can see quarterbacks that are getting it done in the NFL that remind that Will Levis can remind you of, or Stroud can remind you of, Richardson can remind you of. They said that name one since Drew Brees is retired that reminds you of what of Bryce Young physically. And I've seen other scouts mention that um, in, a, in a different kind of way. Um, I still think Bryce Young is probably going to be gone by then. But if, if one of the two is going to be available, I think it will be Bryce Young. If I'm drafting, if I'm in that hypothetical scenario, like Raspy just was, I agree. I, I would have. I wasn't as big on Stroud as some other people were for most of the season. Later on, as I started doing a little bit more homework, when it was pretty obvious that Derek Carr wasn't going to be around next season for the Raiders, I started doing some more work on these quarterbacks to see who might be get a little bit more detail on the guys that are going to be out there and available started to lean more started to warm up to, to Stroud a little bit more when I put the microscope on him a little bit more a couple of weeks ago. And then I, I agree after that playoff performance, he was already catching up to the other quarterbacks in this draft before that with me. And that did put him over. I still like uh, Richardson the best in this draft as far as ceiling, but out of those two names, I, I do like Stroud, and he's my number two guy overall in this class. Um, over every, I like him over everybody except for Richardson's upside. I think he's more polished than Richardson right now, though. Um, I agree, and I love Richardson. I'm right there with you on Richardson, man. I mean, as far as ceiling, man, this kid could blow the roof off of everything. If if it all everything falls in the right places, he goes to the right situation and he can excel, you know, in an NFL offense. Richardson could could become, I mean, yet I say a Patrick Mahomes type with better feet. That's saying something. I mean, that's that's at the top end. I'm not calling him Mahomes, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying the, the kid is special. He really is. He reminded me of, um, you say Mahomes, when I was watching Richardson, he reminded me of Josh Allen. I saw a lot, in, in fact, so much so that I actually stopped halfway through and put in some old Josh Allen film from his Washington days. And I was just astounded by how much they reminded me of one another. I mean, same tier Mahomes, Allen, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the upper crust of the NFL. That's the Montana and Marino of today. That's what you're the Brady and, and Manning. That's what you're shooting for now. So 
if the Raiders are going to take a swing, Raspy, for me, take a swing, especially if they're not going to play this year, take a swing at the guy that he reminds me of, you know, like I said, Josh, a mixture of Josh Allen with, like you said, much better feet, almost like Josh Allen and Cam Newton or something like that in a hybrid or so just, just unbelievable physical gifts that you just don't get every right. year in prospects, well, I, man. So. And I know you said Washington, but I know you meant Wyoming with Josh Allen. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. But, yeah. but either Wyoming. way though, either way though, I'm, I'm right there with you. When I say the Mahomes thing, I'm just saying his ability to kind of process and to read the field, but to have more of the ability to just murder you downfield with his feet is where I see Richardson as, like I said, and that's his ceiling, you know, I mean, there's a lot that's going to have to transpire for in order for him to hit that ceiling. But I am totally with Art on that, that as far as the ceiling guy is concerned, I don't think they get much better than Anthony Richardson out of Florida. I really don't. But that's a big if, you know what I mean? That's that's if things are processed right and matured correctly and he's in the right situation, you know what I mean? There's so many variables it's tough to say, man. But that's why, for me, that that would be my philosophy with the draft because everybody says go that – Go big or go if, home, right? Right, because the same people that tell you that the best way to build a team is through the draft, not the free agency. And then that same person come the draft. After the draft, you go back to that same person and say, okay, the Raiders killed it, right? They have an A-plus draft. Well – you have to wait three or four years to before you really know because everybody knows the draft's a crapshoot. What? Yeah, yeah. So it's, then, a, it's catch twenty two every which way. I promise you. So if if there's no sure things, Raspy, if it's a if it's a crapshoot either way, I, if I have to gamble, no matter how the safest pick, you could show me the next Peyton Manning, and it's still a risk because it, every player Peyton Manning was a risk until he became Peyton Manning. I'm taking the risk on the guy with the if it if it does pan out I want a high end Allen you know Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes hybrid type I don't Me want too. you know it, the draft pick pans out and we have a marginal you know depth player like I, I just yeah. don't I, a yeah. lot of people I, a lot of people say Max Duggan has a high ceiling he we does but what, he also has a lower we floor saw, we we saw what Duggan did in the championship and you saw where his floor lies. Right. So, yeah, there is a difference. There, I, I get it. Andy Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, they weren't in the national championship. But I would have liked to have seen if they were because with what Duggan did, it just shows you the floor and it that changes everything. It does, man. And the, other, the last thing I'll say about Richardson – we agree his ceiling is of that alien caliber, Allen, Mahomes, somewhere in there, if he, if he totally hits on his traits. But he's one of these weird guys where even if he doesn't hit on that, say he doesn't de- doesn't develop into the passer that those guys eventually developed into, which is very possible. I could see a whole other scenario, Raspy, where he doesn't develop into Allen or Mahomes or Herbert but instead takes the other developmental path where he could very easily develop into a Lamar Jackson at worst. Yeah, or a Michael Vick type. Right. Absolutely, where he can just absolutely destroy you with leg talent and his arm talent be enough to just keep you competitive. So, yeah, I mean, Michael Vick did it. (laughs) Lamar Jackson has done it. You know, I mean, you see – the ability with those feet, man. I mean, just watching Stidham in a short little sample. Look at what he's been able to do with his feet. Now I get it against the Chiefs. Yeah, they got slaughtered, man, but it could have been way worse if this kid couldn't move. So he would have. It would have been. You, yeah, you so you you'd be surprised at what a guy can do with his feet and how that can maybe prolong or at least extend his ability to learn to be a better passer. I mean, Josh Allen, that was kind of what he did. He was kind of the, you know, use his feet and put his head down, and he learned to be a better passer. Mahomes, same type of way, you know. So, yeah, I mean, the ceiling is where at this point in the NFL, you know, currently 2023 status, you have to draft a ceiling. You you know, you, you can't be – 
nickel and dime in the guy at his floor. You have to draft at his ceiling. So it's one of the biggest issues that I've had, honestly, with the Raiders and their draft philosophy right. over the last ten years. You know, Al Davis used to do. He used to take a swing for the most athletic freak in the draft. Some days or some years, he we end up with Bo Jackson or Charles Woodson. In other years, it's it's Darius Hayward Bay or somebody like that. But when you hit, you got all-time great Raiders. This philosophy we've had lately, it's let's just take safe character guys and stuff like that. Well, when those guys don't work out, or even when they do work out, you get a marginal guy. You know, you took a risk on Max Crosby in the middle of the draft where not too many people knew who he was. Why? He had absolutely freakish physical traits. Josh Allen, the defensive end, they tested out almost identically, and he was a first-round top 10 pick, I believe. So it's like, you know, when you and Nate Hobbs has high athleticism too, and he's had yeah. an up and down year, but you know, Malcolm he's been more. Been, Malcolm Coons was another one of those guys, man, yep. had a high ceiling, man. I mean, traits. I would rather I would rather draft for traits, you know, and physical ability and what could be, than to settle on what might be. You know, if that makes any sense. It totally makes sense. If you have to risk every time, no matter what, if they're all going to be risked, then you may as well take a risk to where they have the biggest payoff versus a risk where if this pays off, it's just going to be an average player. I'd give me the risk where if he turns out, you 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 know, boomer bust. That's that's my draft philosophy. Boomer bust. Yeah, and Mikel, Mikel, love your question, man. Like a great question. You know, like I said, even if those guys aren't there, I think it ultimately kind of transitions to who's the next guy then and where do you go? So, Mikel, love the question, man. Like, absolutely love the question because it, it stimulates conversation as to how we are going to approach the draft coming up. I mean, it's it's important, man. It's, it's vastly and hugely important as to what we do. Because if we do have a guy like Tom in, then you better be going and drafting for the best defensive players you can because Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are two other guys that may not be there at seven and probably won't be. So you better get the next best guy you can get to impact this defense and be impactful right now. Right, right, because – Boy, there's so many different directions that this franchise could go based yeah. off the decisions coming this offseason. It all depends, I mean, man. And there's so much that's predicated off what happens in the next month. Definitely, um, Mikkel, great question. It's And kind of piggybacking off of that into the, into the next month, like you said, here's another question. Um, Lawrence Owens wants to know or wants our opinion here. He wants us to grade Dave Ziegler's year one performance. What, Raspy? What do you, what do you think of the job that Dave has done off of this short sample size so far? Lawrence, that's a damn good question, man. I don't even know how to answer that right now. To tell you the truth, I feel like I will give Ziegler the respect that he did sign all the right guys to extensions to try to help Carr succeed. Now, did that work? No, it didn't. Yeah, some of that's due to injury. Some of that's due to lack of productivity. I'm not going to bury Ziegler yet. I have to see, and I think we spoke about this early on, you know, before the season even started, that we have to give this man a chance. You see what, you know, look what the Texans just did to Lovey Smith, man. Absolutely disgusting. Just disgusting. What do you expect a guy to do in a year with your garbage-ass franchise? You're already, you're, you're just going to cut him. You're just going to throw him away. You know, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's it's pathetic what, a lot of GMs and owners do nowadays where they give guys, and I guess it's been going on for a while. It's not just nowadays, but giving a guy less than a year to try to turn around a garbage ass franchise. And I'm sorry, nation right now with some of the decisions we've made, we're not looking 
better than a garbage ass franchise. I mean, let's be honest. How many how many playoff appearances have we had in the last twenty years? Two. Yeah, exactly. So we're not immune to that. We're not exempt, and we're you know, we're not above reproach in any kind of way. So with we haven't even really seen what this dude can do with a full on opportunity to draft and do his thing and to kind of instill. So uh, I gotta give Zeke's a little bit more time before I completely bail bail on him, Lawrence. So it's a lot of this predicated off of what transpires in the 2023 season. So, I mean, so what's your official grade? I would say uh, as far as bringing guys in, trying to give the team opportunities to win and bringing, you know, high caliber guys in, I'm going to give them like a B plus, man, A minus on as far as bringing guys in. Now, what transpired? Yeah, you're probably more like a C. But it wasn't because of due to lack of talent brought in and due to lack of money spent on the what we thought were the right guys as far as Renfro, Waller, that kind of thing. So, I mean, overall, I'd say even with the lack of production, I'm still giving this guy a probably a B minus as to what he's done. So I need to see more. Yeah, it's, it's for that exact reason that you just said, um, Raspy, that I have, to, I, I have to go ahead and give him a C. I have to give him the C-. minus. I do give him credit for bringing in, you know, Devontae, although both Carr and Devontae both have said that they the trade was dead and they got on the phone and, and re- resuscitated it. Who knows? We None of us were on the – tapped into those conversations with any of those parties, so – who knows who really gets the credit for that? I mean, Ziegler did pull the trigger on the, the official trade, so he, he does get credit for that. I do give him credit for bringing in Chandler Jones. I see what the thinking was there, and he did bring in some, you know, re- resigning Waller, Renfro. He did everything that he was supposed to do to make this work with Derek Carr, to make this offense everything that it was supposed to be and give ourselves a chance to compete in the West but having said that, it's just like what you said, Raspy. You know, part of it is what you the intent uh, for what you did, and the other part was the results. And it's just like you know, if you're a teacher and your student really tried hard but got every question wrong, you still you you give him some credit for the effort, but you can't give him an A or I don't even you may not even be able to pass him necessarily. And so when you're you know, to who much is given, much is is expected. So with Ziegler, I do give him credit for bringing in those guys. But I also have to look at the fact that you brought in Chandler Jones at that age, at that salary, and we're stuck with them now. And Ngakwe just quietly had another 10-sack season who's younger, who had already proven to be a great fit across from Max Crosby. You trade away Casey Hayward, or you well, I think they just allowed him to walk rather than a trade. But you let him walk, and your secondary, you know, by the end of the season, you have guys running around out there that nobody's even heard of. Now, you know, I do like them re-signing Tyler Hall, Raspy. I do like that move. Yeah, and I do I do as much as I agree with the with the unique deal. He did bring in Rockyson and Rockyson was flat out our best corner and made Nate Hobbs look kind of pedestrian at times. And when Rock wasn't in there hurt at the end of the season, we suffered greatly for it. So if if we wouldn't have re-signed guys like Waller and inked Waller and Renfro to these deals, how much different would that have looked as far as Raider Nation being like, what the hell is this guy doing? Not bringing back the talent that we already possessed. So outside of the, the yawn thing, I, I feel like he was trying to make all the right moves. And I agree with you on the Chandler Jones and, and Jan thing. I, I would have rather have kept unique, period. That would have been my deal. But at least when he did that, he brought in a sound corner that played really well and was our flat out our best corner all season. So it's it's tough, man. I just need to see more. But that's what we need to do, though, because it goes back to what I just said. 
you got to give a guy at least two to three years to try to implement what he's trying to do and get the right players in the situation for what he's trying to do. No, yeah, I don't. I didn't get the sense that Lawrence, at least he didn't mention anything about do we think he should be fired. I just no, – I don't know. No, no. I just, as far as a grade, I mean, I think I, I gave him a B minus, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. that his intentions, his intentions were good, and his intentions were sound, and I, I thought he made all these right, you know, decisions to try to help us move forward. Now, it's it's not all on him if the production isn't there from the players on the field. So, you know, we're not too far off. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm just at the C minus. Um, it's not all on the GM when it doesn't work out, but. He is ultimately responsible for making the moves and putting the roster together. So the right. Bucks got to stop somewhere. But yeah, right. I'm excited to see what what Dave has cooking. I mean, we've said this before, and I still believe this could be and probably is one of the most important and consequential off seasons in the history of this franchise. They, they could do the things right and set ourselves up to compete in the in the darkness that is the Mahomes era the herbert mahomes afc west era or we could make the wrong moves and be completely i mean if they make the wrong moves this time guys we are going to be irrelevant for a couple decades if well, you I'll have young you kids now they'll be in college before they get it turned around i'll tell you what lawrence and all of raider nation hard just hit me with a number and i probably should have known this myself just because of you know simple mathematics but the youngest or the oldest, I should say, the oldest playoff quarterback in the AFC is Patrick Mahomes, and he's 26. So that'll tell that's you that's right now where this NFL is going. Look around. Look around the AFC, bro. <laughs> look around what we have to compete with, you know, week in, week out, outside of our division, inside our conference, man. The the oldest quarterback in the playoffs right now is Patrick Mahomes at 26. We got a lot of work to do. I mean, the six other AFC quarterbacks are younger than – it's just it, – I just had to say that because that's for my own – It's crazy. 26 is the, is the elder statement, a statesman in the AFC playoffs at quarterback right now. 26. Back a couple generations ago, they would say that they're not even – Barely even ready to play at that age, you know. It, it just, it's right. Yeah, if if they don't get it right, guys, if they don't, if Ziegler doesn't get this thing right, fair and not to Ziegler if he doesn't get it right. I just said it. If you have young kids now, they will most likely be in college and maybe towards graduating college, if not graduated, before the Raiders have turned this thing around or the Mahomes Herbert storm has finally passed. So it's that important. So. I saw that. I saw this, dude. I saw this uh, real quick. I just I saw this cool little this little clip the other day. It's like a. It's she's like a. She's a twelve year old girl. She's at a new New Jersey Nets game, and she goes, "My all time goat is KD. Sorry, MG. I'm only or MJ. I'm only twelve. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. You know, twelve, fifteen. 18-year-olds didn't watch Joe Montana play. They're watching Mahomes play. You know what I mean? This is this is how those, you know, generations change, man. <laughs> They're not watching Troy Aikman and Joe Montana and John Elway. They're not watching that. They're watching Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, with some Brady sprinkled in, but even these kids don't understand what that really meant and what he's truly done. So, yes, the game goes on, the, the world goes on, and life goes on. You have to build for now for your immediate future with young talent. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy yeah. with, with the the youth of these quarterbacks anymore. Um and you got to – you. I don't feel for Brady at all. I, you know, the tuck rule, I'm still not over that. And 
he's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. How many times over? So he's he's good. But man, you got to feel for the guy in the in the respects of he's grinded out for twenty years and he's going to play past forty five, all to cement himself as the greatest quarterback ever. And he's got to know the minute he steps back, this next generation is going to be it's they're going to recognize Mahomes, not him. That's so what I'm saying. It's like it's That's already. I already. I've already said it myself. I would take Mahomes' best right now over anything I've ever seen from Tom at which his is, best. That's crazy to crazy, say. Which is crazy, but it's true. But, but it's, true. it's just true. It, it's just true. So you picture Patrick Mahomes in New England for all those years with that defense and Bill Belichick. Boy. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I know that most Raider fans have to work tomorrow. I didn't want to, you know, give everybody nightmares and keep them up at night to think about make stuff like that. trying to make everybody nauseous right now. Everybody, Raider fans are going to be checking under their beds tonight <laughs> before they turn the lights off because, wow, that's a frightening thought. But Lawrence. Hey, it's kind of the truth, man. And then you got young bucks like wavy-haired Lawrence and cigar-smoking Joe Burrow who have just barely touch the precipice of the NFL yet, you know? And they're already in. Like, they're already they're part in. of that group. They're, they're in. locked they're in. in. They are here. They have arrived. They're they're yeah, in. it's not... It's, we're not projecting anymore, right? No. It's not... This isn't what's coming in the future no. anymore. Because we used to talk about this, right? We, we've talked about this really since last year when it was obvious that Herbert wasn't a one-year flash. And we knew it anyway, but we were just making sure that it wasn't a one-hit wonder before we... But we were talking about this, you know, look at this division, look at the AFC. Raspi and I talked about it on the show. Look at the AFC, look at we're falling behind. Well, that era is here now. Arms it's no race, longer theoretical. Man. We talked about the arms race numerous times and how we, we were losing it. And we've lost. I mean, not only not only were we losing it at the time and we were correct, we have flat out lost it because at this point, our starting quarterback is Jared Stidham. And I'm sorry. He doesn't stack up against these young bucks. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Dustin Herbert. I'm sorry. Lamar. Lamar. I mean, you you don't (laughs) stack up against those type of guys. So here we are. I mean, I'm not trying to say, look, well, we knew. we, we, We weren't breaking ground with those comments. We knew that. But it was that's reality. You're getting the real stakes here, man. We're not trying to, you know, mess around and, you know, hope for what ifs and what could be. No, this is what it is. And it's here now. It's, you know, the the yeah. the doomsday scenario that we were racing against was to keep this from happening. And now all those quarterbacks are in. There's no reason to think that these guys aren't gonna be pretty well locked in perennially yep. going forward it's over like we lost the arms race it's done so i agree and for everybody that feels like you know we've done dc so wrong i mean look at this look at these numbers man dc's 30 31 years old i mean he'll be 32 before he puts on a, a are, suits up in a uniform are, again were were we wrong are the Raiders wrong for moving on? I don't think so. No, because if you're looking at the arms race, the most important position in sports where, you know, the playoff field, like you can field a whole playoff slate with younger quarterbacks that are already there. So it's, yep. you know, everybody else is looking up. Everybody else. I mean, Deshaun Watson, they traded for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, and he didn't even live up to that. Like, it, it's well, just – even we haven't even seen that yet, man. He couldn't even he wasn't even able to touch their practice field, you know, right. up until like a month and a half ago. So wait till that guy has another, you know, off season with the team. They can bring in some more talent and try to help him out. He's just yet another guy under 26 that's going to be a freaking problem. Yeah, it's not like the Raiders are sitting at eighth and those, you know, no. there's Six or seven guys that we mentioned that are younger are locked in. We just have to find a way to move up one or two spots. Tua is already there, depending on if he continues to play with his concussions. If so, if he's able to come back, he's already there. Deshaun could easily bounce back. I mean, and if we don't draft a quarterback, we're just going to be, you know, falling back further in the queue if if Tom Tom leaves. 
Kenny Pickett found a way to beat us in a tight right. one. And he, they must he win. Had, and he'll have Mike Tomlin fielding a damn good Blitzburg defense to back him up. I mean, man, there's there's countless guys. You know, the Jets could easily go find the, an answer at quarterback. You know, not easily, but it could happen. You know, I mean, it, I don't want to be the last one in the AFC to finally realize that we have to compete with a young up-and-coming guy that can give us the opportunity to be a part of this conversation, man. I think that's why they, they're moving on, Raspy. I think that's, I you know... This is their first run at it, so they they identified something in year one that previous regimes let go on for years and years and years and didn't feel the urgency to move on. So Lawrence, Lawrence again, man, as most of these questions on Ask Raspy, man, Lawrence just spurs a conversation that could probably go on for an hour. But Lawrence, appreciate the hell out of the question, man. As always, you guys, man, there is never, never a lack of dynamic questions that come into us, man. And sometimes I know we kind of get off kilter, but because these questions that you ask us, just they splinter in so many ways. And we're next thing you know, we're, we're going eight different directions trying to figure out how the hell we're going to compete. So Lawrence, another great stimulating question, man. Appreciate the hell out of it, brother. Great question, Lawrence, um, no doubt. Do you have time just for one last one? I got time for whatever we need, Nation. Let's do this. This is a real frustrating one for me, too. Um, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's just I don't understand this. But uh, Just Stan, baby, wants to know, how in the hell did Chubb beat out Jacobs for all pro at running back? I, I It frustrated me, too, Raspy. I don't know. I have no idea, man. No idea whatsoever. Were the Raiders? Yep. I mean, that's the only, that's, I don't know. We're the Raiders. That's it. Because, man, what this kid did this year, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if, if these guys forget that he's been dealing with injuries, like, basically all freaking season long. You know, sicknesses, injuries, you know, personal stuff with his dad and every other thing, man. I don't know. I don't know. And I think it's an absolute crock of you know what. Josh Jacobs was by far the best running back in this game on multiple levels. I mean, the dude literally has records that as far as yards after contact that make Marshawn Lynch look like he didn't know how to run the ball. I mean, what are we talking about? I have no idea, man. No idea. Sorry, I wish I had a better answer other than the fact that we're the Raiders and we just don't get that kind of love in certain circumstances. But there is no reason on God's green earth that that should have ever happened. None but love for Nick Chubb. I think he's a dynamic running back. I think he's a stud. The guy's been solid. But this year, 2022 into 2023, no excuse. Yeah, you know, it's two things. Uh, just stand, baby. It's two things. It's Number one, what he just said, we're the Raiders. We, I don't think any of us need any reminder of that. And number two, the NFL voters and writers and all this, this – you know, this group, they're lazy. They're the laziest, probably the laziest group of people in all of media. They don't want to watch all the games. They don't want to look up the numbers and see what's going on, see who's having the impact on the game. And they just want to roll over and say, you know, oh, I voted for Chubb. I'll just vote for Chubb or some arbitrary, you know, I, who knows why they did. Because the thing about it is, is that did anybody, I don't think I heard one single person nationally in the NFL or locally, of course, did anybody question whether or not Josh Jacobs is the best back this year? I have, I've not heard one person, not one, question whether or not he was hands down the best running back in the game this year. I mean, he won the rushing title. What are we even talking about? One guy won the rushing title and the other one did not and came several hundred, a couple hundred yards short. One well, is yards I, after I, contact and alone. ability to – 
to break tackles should tell you enough as it is. I mean, he led the league in both of those categories too. So I do not understand what in the hell we're even talking about, man. And really, at one point in the season, the Browns were so far out of it, it wasn't even funny. We were still in it. And he was the only reason we were winning games there for at least a three-game stretch, maybe four. Yeah, I mean, we were eliminated officially the last week of the season. We weren't officially out of the playoff hunt until the last week of the season is when it, when that finally happened. It, it It's just, you know, you, you lose to the 49ers and literally you are alive until, until then you only have one game to go after that. And I just, it's just so, it's just so baffling to me. He won the pro football focus top rushing grade by a mile. He was the league's leading rusher. You mentioned the yards after contact. There was nobody more – he should have been in the MVP conversation. There's nobody more valuable to their team than he was with ours. People talked about we didn't have an offensive line. His quarterback got benched for for poor play. So it wasn't like you could say, well, yeah, he was facing light boxes because Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey all day. It, it, yes, he did have Devontae, but still, I mean, his quarterback got benched. So it doesn't make any sense. Anti-Raider bias and laziness. Is my reasons. And I think the anti-Raider bias is the number one thing because the fact that he didn't win it by a country mile tells you enough. I mean, that's a joke. Yeah, I wonder. It it is anti-Raider bias, but I do wonder how how many of these lazy NFL voters and writers actually know, like they know he was great this year, but do they know just how dominant he was? Like the 300 yards from scrimmage should have been it and lost. Did you watch these games? Did you see what he had done, you know, and what had to happen from him in order for us? Any of these, you know, games that kept us, like you said, in the playoff hunt till damn near the last week of the season? I mean, it's it's crazy to me, man. Absolutely blasphemous. And you know what? If that's what it's going to be is a bunch of – lazy guys who don't do their homework, then what are these, you know, what are we talking about? Because these are supposed to be accolades that mean something. Yeah, they. Do. I mean, the 300-yard for scrimmage game alone from Jacob should have been enough. Like, Chubb didn't do anything approaching that. Not even this close. Season. It'd be one thing if Jacobs did that, but then Chubb still won the rushing title and, like, had every other thing. But Jacobs yep. had that plus all those other eggs in his basket, too. Like I, there's not one category where Chubb has has anything. So it's yeah, it's just bad choice is what it was. Bad mistake. Anti-Raider bias. I agree. Hopefully that adds fuel to his fire, and we can find a way to keep him on our team, whether that's the franchise or however we decide to do that. Um, I would love to uh, see Mr. Jacobs be able to. I mean, I tell you right now, man, you put the right pieces together and uh, fix a couple things, man. There's no reason he can't have 1,800 to 2,100 rushing yards next season. You know, there were some games, man, where he was all we had, and they just put everything against him, and he still had almost 1,700 rushing yards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Take take away some of that and give us a quarterback that can actually change that dynamic and not just let our run game go away and he might have 2,000 yards. I'm not, I'm not BSing. I'm not BSing at all. That's, that's not that far removed. I really, I really don't think so. People might call me crazy, whatever. Like I said, you put Brady behind that line with all that freaking talent we have offensively to throw the ball, man. Do you ever think we have any games where we're under 200 yards passing? Never, ever. Do you ever think we're one-dimensional? Never, ever. Let's be real, man. True. Sucks, man. He deserved more than that. The guy busted his ass and put it all out there in a contract year. Now, and you could chalk that up to saying it's a contract year, and that's why that that doesn't matter. The numbers are what they are. It doesn't matter anything behind that. The numbers are what they are. And he he got flat out punk by guys that weren't doing their homework 
Yep, it's a. Uh, there's no logical reason for it. Just stand, baby. I think that you agree with that as well. Obviously, I can kind of. Sometimes people send me questions, and I can tell the frustration, even though they're not. I'm not speaking with them. I can tell the frustration through their just through the words that they send, and I could kind of, yeah. you know. I can kind of tell, and we're all frustrated by that, just Stan. It, it, the ra- anti-Raider bias does, I know that I say I don't care, and I really don't, but it does get old sometimes. It so It absolutely does, man. And I, you know what? I do care. It pisses me off. I do. I care as well, but I guess for me, it's like do. I when. know you do. I know you do, but it doesn't matter if we're not winning. So I understand where you're coming from. I get that totally. We control it. Saying, I'm the same way and we can't control it. It's just one of those things that we just have to just deal with. But I'm so tired of dealing with this. Like, can we, can we ever like get over the hump to where we can shove it down the NFL's throat, man? I mean, that's what, that's what Gannon did back in the day. He shoved it down the NFL's throat and it was so nice to see because that stuff was going on before Gannon too for 20 years. You know what I mean? And he was like, we're just going to play so well where you're going to have to talk about us and we're going to shove it right down your neck. So and that's we got respect. We, and yeah, we got, we got respect. respect. Yeah, we did. We got respect. We earned it. We punished people. So that's what I want to get back to, man. That's the thing with the whole regime. I don't even want to talk about it. And, you know, I, I'm almost, I'm almost like, not even almost, I'm done talking about it. And I think Raider Nation knows exactly where I'm coming from. I don't want to talk about the old regime at quarterback or anything. I want us to be able to, to build and to force ourselves into the conversation of, hey, man, you can avoid us. You can mistreat us. You can mislead us. You can forget about us but we're going to shove it down your neck and make it appropriate and put it in your face to where you can't avoid us. It's what we have to do. Cause uh, yeah, exactly right. That's why it, it, it bothers me, but I don't let it bother me because it's our fault for being, when you're a trash organization for 20 years, nobody's going to believe in you. You're not going to have any benefit of the doubt. Nobody's going to give you credibility. So we win enough and that goes away. Just like you said, Gannon made all that go away for those three or four years because he won. And we won, yep. and we won. We won AFC West, and we haven't done any of that since then. So, just stand, baby. Great question. I, I feel the frustration. We share it with you guys, um, everybody. Great questions today. It was fun doing a little bit of an expanded version of Ask Raspy. I wish we had a game to break down. I'm missing that, but you know, this is a ventilation segment. I loved it. I feel better. Right, you can vent all this out. This is a ventilation segment, and thank you, Nation, and thank you all for your questions, man, because all you guys just, this is the stimulation that we need, man, to kind of reinvigorate this organization. We have to figure it out, man. You have to become the team that can start beating people or you're irrelevant. I don't want to be irrelevant. I'm tired of that. No doubt. No doubt, man. It's it's uh, it's gone on for way too long now, and um, it's got to stop. But guys, you know it, this is going to do it here for the 2022 season for the Raiders. We're looking forward to the off season. Remind you guys to keep your notifications on. We are going to take a little bit of time off to recharge those batteries a little bit more to recover from a brutal, disappointing season. But when the news starts to, to change there with the Raiders, uh, with the car move or whatever whatever gets done there, we're going to be back to give that to you as well. So that's why you want to – it's even more important now without a regular season schedule. You always knew kind of when the content was coming during the season because of the games. But now in the off season, it's going to be a little bit more of a loose deal. But uh, keep those notifications on. We look forward to – to understanding and, and finding out what happens here going forward. So many important questions will be answered if only temporarily, especially a quarterback. So we'll, we'll be finding out very soon and we'll be right here to, to talk about it all with you. Um, very disappointing season. And we've talked a lot about this, man. And I know we have, and you guys are probably getting tired of hearing it, man, but we will be bringing some YouTube action at you the following season, 2023, 
we are trying to push this thing over the top, man, and give you guys as much content as we can and to give you some one-on-one times and opportunities to interact, man. So that is our plan. You know, download these episodes, man. Put us out there, man. Help us out in any way you can, and we're going to keep bringing it to you because it, it's not easy doing this stuff, man. We we both, you know, are are working our tails off. We got families. We got stuff to do, but this is so important to us, man. And we're in this for the long haul. We want to keep running and keep pushing forward, but we need your help. So help us out, man. And we look forward to being a little more personal next year. You know, that, that is the goal. And there is so much yet to be spoken about because we're not even close, man. I mean, as of right now, let's just say it. We all saw what DC put out there today. He's still on this roster. So it just shows you how much transition is up and coming and what's going to happen. And we're going to be bringing it to you, man. So like Hart said, always keep the notifications on, man. We're going to be bringing you content as quick as we get it. And we've got plenty more to say. And we know y'all do too. And we love it, man. We love the interaction. We love your guys' responses and just, you know, your guys' push to try to make us better. And I think the more we can do that and build together and work on it together, hell, man, maybe, maybe we can make a dent in some of this stuff going forward. So let's do that. Let's do just that. And Nation, keep pushing, man. Keep pushing the the silver and black hack, man, because we're gonna be we're gonna be pushing and bringing it on our end. So, man, we appreciate each and every one of you, man. It's been a crazy season. It wasn't the way we all wanted it to necessarily pan out, but hell, man, there's a lot of excitement, and I guess it wouldn't be nation if it wasn't some craziness going on every off season. So, we look forward to getting into it, man. Y'all be good. Y'all be safe. Be cool, and uh, nothing but love, man. Appreciate each and every one of y'all nation. Peace. Yeah, guys, that's that's it for the 2022 season. But uh, the most exciting days are just right around the corner. So um, we'll be here to, to, to recap everything as it happens. And uh, just, man, who knows how all this is going to shake out. But for now, guys, we appreciate the, the, you know, the participation, having you all along for the ride. Uh, as disappointing as it was, you know, we were all there to to hold each other up and hold each other down and uh, may need to do that again going forward. But like you said, we will be on YouTube uh, going forward in season four, and we're looking forward to that. So um, we may experiment with some new uh, format stuff for the new show. So lots, to, lots to, to look forward to, lots of exciting changes to look forward to with Silver and Black Hack even going forward. So Guys, a lot to look forward to, a lot to be excited for, and a lot to be hopeful for with the Raiders going forward. For my co-host, Mr. Raspy Raider, this is your your host, Raider Hart, leaving you for now, but not for good. You know, enjoy a couple weeks away from the Raiders. We all need to recharge a little bit, but uh, we're all going to be right back here when the news starts starts to drop. So looking forward to that. But guys, until then, enjoy it. Enjoy your time away, and uh, whatever the Raiders do, man, I, I just I don't know what to say. I don't know what's coming, but I know whatever's coming next, it better lead to one thing. You know what it is, just winning, baby. <laughs>